from the studio of Adventist World Radio Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I was once a sinner, but I came pardon to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, and I found that He always kept His word. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. And it's mine. Yes, it's mine. Yes, it's mine, and the white-robed angels sing the story. A sailor has come home, has come home, for there's a new name written down in glory. And it's mine, and it's mine, yes, it's mine, yes, it's mine. with my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven. is written, saved by grace, all the joy that came to my soul. Now I am forgiven, and I know by the blood I am made whole. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, and it's mine. yes it's mine, and the white-robed angels sing the story. A sinner has come home, has come home, for there's a new name written down in glory. And it's mine, and it's mine, yes, it's mine, yes, it's mine. with my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven. our programs, you are welcome to write to us on this postal address, Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune 411037, Maharashtra, India. You can also log into our website to hear all our programs, which is www.adventist.com awr.org Before we hear God's word, here's a melodious song. The Savior is waiting to enter your heart. Why don't you let him come in? There's nothing in this world to keep you apart. What is your answer to him? Time after time he has waited before, and now he is waiting, waiting again to see.
toward the Savior, my friend. You'll find his arms open wide. Receive him, and all of your darkness will end. Within your heart he'll abide. Time after time he has waited before, and now he is waiting again to see. Studios of Adventist Media Center, Pune. We have Helen Jacob presenting God's Word. Welcome to a new series, dear listeners. I am Helen Jacob, the English radio speaker producer from Adventist Media Center, Pune. Let us discover together some valuable things which will bring meaning to life. We can believe in God. Jim once asked an atheist if he had ever wrestled even for a moment, with the thought that maybe God does exist. Absolutely, the atheist said, to Jim's surprise. Years ago, when our first child was born, I almost became a believer in God. As I looked down at that miniature but perfect little human being in the crib, as I watched the flexing of those tiny fingers and saw the dawning of recognition in those little eyes, I went through a period of several months during which I almost ceased to be an atheist. Looking at the child almost convinced me that there had to be a God. Let's look at a few points. Point 1. Everything designed has a designer. The design of the human body demands the existence of a designer. Scientists tells us that the brain stores and remembers thousands of metal images, integrates and solves problems, appreciates beauty, comprehends self, and desires to develop the best in each person. Electrical charges originating from the brain control all the muscular activity of our bodies. Computers also function through electrical impulses. But it took a human mind to invent the computer and a human being to build the computer and tell it what to do. No wonder the psalmist concluded that the human body speaks loud and clear of a wonderful creator. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Psalm 139.14 we don't have to go far to find the works of God. The intricate design of the human brain 
and the other organs of our body are the works of God and point to an infinitely skillful designer. No pump built by man can compare with the human heart. No computer network can equal our nervous system. No television system is as efficient as the human voice, ear and eye. No central air conditioning and heating system can match the work done by our nose, lungs and skin. The complexity of the human body suggests that someone designed it and that someone is God. The human body is a complex system of organs, all interrelated, all thoroughly designed. The lungs and heart, nerves and muscles all perform incredibly complicated tasks that demands on other incredibly complicated tasks. If you were to mark 10 coins from 1 to 10, put them in your pocket, shake them around, and then pull them out and put them back in your pocket one by one. What is the likelihood you could do it in exact numerical sequence? By mathematical law, you have only one chance in 10 billion of taking them out in order from 1 to 10. Now consider the chances of a stomach, brain, heart, liver, arteries, veins, kidneys, ears, eyes and teeth all developing together and beginning to function at the same moment in time. What is the most reasonable explanation for the design of the human body? Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. So God created man in his own image. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 1, 26-27 The first man and woman could not have just happened. The Bible affirms that God designed us in his image. He thought us up and brought us into being. Point 2. Everything made has a maker. But evidence for God is not confined to the design of our bodies. It's also spread across the heavens. Leave the lights of the city and look up into the night sky. That milky cloud beyond the stars that we call the Milky Way is really a galaxy of billions of dazzling suns similar to our sun. In fact, our sun and its planet are part of the Milky Way. And our Milky Way is but one of the estimated more than 100 billion galaxies that can be seen through a giant telescope on Earth and through the Hubble telescope in space. No wonder the psalmist concluded that the stars speak of a glorious maker. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Psalm 19, 1-3 what may we reasonably conclude by looking at the intricate design and the vast size of the universe? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1 God is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Colossians 1.17 All creation testifies about God, the master designer and infinite creator. In the simple words, in the beginning God, we find the answer to the mystery of life. There is a God who created everything. 
Many great scientists minds today believe in God. Dr. Arthur Crompton, Nobel Prize winner, physicist, commenting on his verse of scripture, once said, For myself, faith begins with the realization that a supreme intelligence brought the universe into being and created man. It is not difficult for me to have this faith, for it is plain that where there is a plan, there is a divine intelligence. An orderly unfolding universe testifies to the truth of the most magnificent statement ever uttered, In the beginning, God. The Bible does not attempt to prove God, it declares His existence. Dr. Arthur Conkling, a noted biologist, once wrote, The probability of life originating from an accident is comparable probability of an unabridged dictionary resulting from an explosion in a print shop. We know that human beings can't make something from nothing. We may build things, invent things, put things together, but we have never brought into being from scratch even the tiniest frog or the simplest flower. The things about us cry out that God designed, God created, God sustains. The only believable answer to the origin of the universe, this world, and human beings is God. Point 3. God comes into personal relationship with people. The God who designed the starry heavens, who created the universe, seeks a personal relationship with us. He had a personal relationship with Moses. The Lord would speak to Moses as a man speaks with his friend. Exodus 33:11 And God wants to enter into a personal relationship with you and become your friend. Jesus promised those who follow him, you are my friends. John 15:14 We have all wrestled with the idea of God, for humans are naturally religious. No animal ever builds an altar for worship. Yet everywhere you find men and women you find them worshipping. Deep within every human heart is a natural desire to worship, an awareness of God, a desire to become a friend of God. When we respond to our longing and find God, there is no longer a doubt about His existence and our need. During the 1990s, millions of atheists in Russia renounced atheism and turned to God. A university a university professor in St. Petersburg made a statement that typifies the comments made by many transformed atheists in the former Soviet Union. I have searched for a meaning to life in my scientific research, but found nothing to have confidence in. The scientists around me have the same empty feelings. As I look at the vastness of the universe in my study of astronomy and the emptiness of my soul, I felt there must be some meaning. Then, when I received the Bible, you gave me and began reading it, the vacuum in my life was filled. I have found the Bible to be the only source of confidence to my soul. I have accepted Jesus as my Savior and have found true peace and satisfaction in life. A Christian believes in God because he or she has met him and discovers 
that he satisfies the heart's deepest needs. The God whom Christians have joyfully found to exist gives us a new perspective, new meaning, new motives, and new joys. God doesn't promise a life free from trouble and conflict, but he does assure us that he will guide us and sustain us if we come into a personal relationship with him. And millions of Christians will testify that they would give up everything rather than go back to a life without God. This is the greatest wonder of all, that the Almighty God who designed, created, and sustains the universe also desires a personal relationship with every man and woman, boy and girl. David marveled at this when he wrote, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? Psalm 8, 3 and 4. Our Creator is mindful of each one of us. He takes as personal an interest in you as if you were the only being He had created. So we can believe in God. 1. Because of the intricate design in everything He created about us. 2. Because of the longing for God within us that leaves us restless till we find our rest in Him. And 3. Because when we seek and find Him, God satisfies our every need and longing to the full. Point 4. What kind of God is He? It is only reasonable that a personal God would want to reveal Himself to His created beings just as a father desires that his children know Him. And in the Bible, God tells us who He is and what He is like. What pattern did God use for creating men and women? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Genesis 1.27 Since we are made in God's image, our ability is to reflect and feel, to remember and hope, to ponder and analyze. All are derived from him. What is God's dominant trait? God is love. 1 John 4.8 God relates to human beings out of his own heart of love. There is nothing he has not done or even will do which is not motivated by a selfless, sacrificial love. Point 5. How Jesus reveals what God is like. In the Bible, God repeatedly speaks of himself as a father. Have we not all one father? Did not one God create us? Malachi 2.10 some of the father images we see today are anything but desirable. They are neglectful dads, abusive dads. God is not like them. He is a caring, sensitive father. He is the kind of dad who loves to play games with his son or daughter. The kind of dad who charms his kids by telling wonderful bedtime stories. Our loving father wants to do more and reveal himself through the words of Scripture. He knew that a person we live with is much more real to us than someone we only hear about or read about in a book. So he came to our world as a real person, the person of Jesus. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Colossians 1.15 So if you have seen Jesus, you have seen God. He came down to our level. 
He became like us, so we could teach us how to live and be happy, and so we could see what God is really like. Jesus is God made visible. He himself said, "Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father." John fourteen nine. As we read the story of Jesus in our four Gospels, the first four books of the New Testament, you will discover a fascinating portrait of our Heavenly Father. Rough fishermen dropped their nets to follow Christ, and small children flocked to receive his blessings. He could comfort the most devastated sinner, and disarm the most self-righteous hypocrite. He healed everything from blindness to leprosy. In all his acts, Jesus demonstrated that God is love. He met human need in a way no one had ever done before, or has since. Jesus' final glorious revelation of God is liked, happened at the cross. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. John three sixteen. Jesus died not only to give us a happier life now, but also to give us eternal life. For long ages, people wondered and hoped and dreamed about God. They saw his handiwork in the sky and in the beauties of nature. Then, at the cross, Jesus broke the silence of the ages, and people found themselves looking into the very face of God, seeing Him as He really is—love, eternal and immortal love. You can discover God right now as Jesus reveals Him. That discovery will lead you to make a very personal affirmation. Father, I love you. Let's close with a word of prayer. Thank you, Father, for revealing yourself through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Please recreate us in your image. I pray. It's only through your power, grace, and love that we can be a new creation. We give our lives to you in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. Have a good day. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God and in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for thee. Jesus bought your life on Calvary's mount.
Adventist Media Center Post Box 1446 Market Yard Pune 411037 Maharashtra India And you can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com helenrichesv at gmail.com H E L E N R I C H E S V at gmail dot com. You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers: Center of Digital Evangelism (CDE) zero 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 eight zero 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 four zero. One seven zero four, or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is plus nine one nine zero 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 eight nine zero nine three, and you can email us at. Helen 
hsv at gmail.com h-e-l-e-n-r-i-c-h-e-s-v at gmail.com We invite you to visit us on our website www.awr.org This is David. And I am Madhuri, signing off at AWR. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless. bless.